Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Mark. Hi, Liz. We were on the TV. I saw that, the old-fashioned TV. Isn't that neat? Around this grand country. Yes. Well, who knew? We thought we were doing a little interview for mm-hmm. an Arkansas local right. television station. That's wonderful. We were thrilled. Totally. And then we find out that it was affiliated... And we ended up everywhere. We ended up in Cincinnati, (laughs) in Allentown, Pennsylvania, in Raleigh. And most interestingly enough, in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yes. Somebody I know lives in Charlottesville, Virginia. Who's that? Well, he happens to be my ex-husband. The first one. (laughs) No, the second one. (laughs) I'm sorry. Right. Sorry. I lose. (laughs) It's hard to keep them straight. (laughs) But here, can you just imagine a world, I can, Mm -hmm. where my ex-husband is up, he's trying to enjoy his morning Sunday coffee, right? and all of a sudden on the news comes that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, you don't know what he thinks. I mean, we think I'm great, but he might have a different opinion. And so he took a screenshot of it and Uh sent it to our son. Right. And he He's like, can you imagine my day? And here's your mom crazy. and Mark on TV. Because yeah. he knew you. Oh, yeah. So that that was crazy. I bet. That of all the people in yeah. the world, yeah. my ex-husband. Yeah. And we're in Charleston. Yes, we're, yes. In and, South Carolina. And that news channel we filmed for was in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Yeah. He's in Charlottesville, cool. Virginia. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> it's Well, crazy. it's an interesting story. I mean, you know. I, I'm not surprised. I didn't I'm know it would be either. picked up, but I'm not right. surprised. Yeah. I'm only angry that yeah. never one time did you, me, mm. or our interviewer say, this episode is called My Grandma's Diaries. Right. Never <laughs> so once I hope was people that mentioned. Can, it never and one And they time. can't find us. Well, hopefully I, they can. Just well, by... I don't know what they'd search. I, I, well, yes. I don't know right. what they would search. Our names, maybe? Uh, yeah, I don't, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to find so us. So that's unfortunate. That's but, really sad. I, I was only able to go to the Jonesboro, Arkansas original posting on their yeah. Facebook, and I commented, yay, that's us. Yeah. So, And then somebody else responded and put a screenshot of our Facebook page. Uh-huh. So they were also like, this is how you find oh, it. Oh, perfect. So I don't know how people in Cincinnati or Allentown or Charlottesville, because I went to all those news you stations' websites, too. Yeah. They don't have us posted there, because it's probably not their story. Oh. It's Jonesboro's story that they just picked really? up and okay. ran, so it's not on their Facebook. Oh, okay. So right? whoever saw it live, that's who saw it. And they were like, who? And, what? What right, is it? Right. What is the pay? Uh, yeah. Oh, well. I'm sure there will be more. I'm hoping there'll be at least one more. We do have a beautiful fan in the Ozarks who had thought about, uh-huh. you know, maybe we could do a story with her one day. Okay. So uh, maybe we'll get another sure. shot and yeah. we'll say, well, on My Grandma's Diaries, we talk about My right. Grandma's Diaries. My Grandma's Diaries. <laughs> but meanwhile, welcome yeah. to My Grandma's Diaries. <laughs> So on episode 13, we started off, it was Elizabeth's 16th birthday. Right. And she'd never been kissed by the right boy yet. The right boy. Yes. But we know she's been kissed because she says somebody Juan. kissed her. It, uh, or was it Gussie? Gussie. Gussie. I, maybe Juan kissed, kissed her, her in too. the back seat. Yeah. But know. we know Gussie did because she Juan said. Juan was the first date. Gussie yes. was the first kiss. I think. I think so. Let's say it was. Yeah. So we don't know if anybody else is smooching on her right now, but we do know that there are two boys uh-huh. sniffing around Elizabeth right now. Right. And they are Henley and Tom. 
Tommy. Yeah. So that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. We had that one of those find a person moments. It was really cool mm-hmm. when I was looking up a man named Oscar Redman. Okay. We found out that his wife was a widow, mm-hmm. or at least she thought she was a widow, or maybe she said she was a widow because the man she said died in the 1920s, but he didn't die until 1969. Oh. Of a possible drowning. Oh, that's right. Remember that guy? I'll still never figure out how you possibly drown. Was any water involved? Right. I don't know. But but that was one of those cool, like, rabbit hole Uh moments that I just love it. And we also saw that prohibition was slowly being repealed Mm -hmm. in all the states, and Elizabeth has to hate that. Mm -hmm. We just talked about it. She's making googly eyes with Tommy and Henley. Yep. But at the end of the last episode, it looks like Henley might have given up. She says multiple times, I don't think he's coming around anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of sad. But then May rolls around and we're back in the fields picking strawberries. And this is exactly what she was doing a year before. And they're working really, really hard. She wrote her name on a berry court and then got a letter from a grocer in Minnesota. Joe Gentle. Little Joe Gentle. So we talked about him. And then the worst thing possible, Uncle Clyde won't give them any money because they owe too much to the grocery store. Mm Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Francis cry about it. They actually go to Uncle Clyde and ask for the money, and he says no. And then Louie runs off to Grandpa's house, where he's living with Aunt Ella, and asks for help, and Grandpa Mm -hmm. says no. Mm -hmm. So dire straits right now. Seven-person family. Yeah. But that was just April and May. Right. So now we have summer. So summer's here, and let's see what's going on. June 3rd, 1933. Daddy and Uncle Clyde had a settlement. We owe him $63. He ordered us to leave. I don't know what we'll do. I hope we can leave real soon and move into a house away from here. I hate to stay where I'm not wanted. I've been with Tommy 24 times and Henley 18. (laughs) (laughs) So in true tragedy, and here are the boys I've been dating. Right. Fashion. Yeah, that's that's sweet little Elizabeth. But $63 in today money would be $1,461. That's like bad credit card debt. Yeah. How are they going to get out of that? That's for just living. The shoes she just bought. I bet she's wanting to return those now. Oh, man. I mean, this is. This is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. So I, I just wish I could know how much, like how many months that was. Or maybe he right. was giving them like, well, let's pay half off and then cash. Here and there. But now Uncle Clyde is like, I can't. Right. You owe me $1,400, right. fool. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting to me also is that Uncle Clyde said, leave. Yeah. And he probably he's like, you know, you can't accrue any more debt with me. Right. What well, are you, he's what probably are you doing? accruing debt, too. Clyde. Well, of course he is. That's his stuff. Right. He's owed. This is his money for his family. So, I mean, I have a hard time. I can't vilify Uncle Clyde. Right. Because, damn, Louie, that's a lot of money. We've just been letting you and your girls take it. Right. So, I wonder if he's going to offer him a payment plan or if he's just going to say, just leave Mm -hmm. and we'll call it. I mean, I don't think he can. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's really tragic. June 5th, 1933. Daddy went to see Grandpa today. We may get to build a house, but I doubt it. We've been disappointed so many times. Poor thing. But this is so confusing. Why? What are they going to build a house with? Well. Where, Uncle Clyde has said, get the F out of here. Oh, right. So, okay. So, but now they're going to build a house? So they're just, what, rummaging for lumber? Wasn't there a time when she went to the mountain to get lumber? Something. I, do you I remember that? I don't remember. Okay. If that well, if that happens, it hasn't happened yet, okay. and I don't remember it. Okay, then that might not have happened. But anyway, but still, yeah. And that means yeah, right. they're not leaving. Right, exactly. So I'd never if he's like, of it get way. the f out of here, and they're yeah. like, no, we'll just stay and build a house, well, and everyone's just shaking their head, like, how and why, and and she anyway. doesn't give any hint as to no. why that is. No. Yeah, I mean, I guess if he went well, to talk to Grandpa, maybe Grandpa's like, look, yeah. You're stuck there now. You yeah. owe Clyde fourteen hundred dollars. Let me give you house, the money to build a house, have, yeah. and y'all aren't going anywhere. Yes, this is how sharecroppers got yes. trapped. Yes. Maybe they're feeling super trapped right now. Yes, yes. Anyway, I still think it's confusing. I don't know where the money's coming from, mm-hmm. but I guess his family's still trying to prop Louie up one way or another. Right, mm-hmm. with wood. You know, you literally. I mean, prop literally. Him up. Yeah. yeah, right, <laughs> right. Weekend at Bernie's with Louie. Yeah. <laughs> June 6th, 1933. 
Just did a little bit of everything this morning. Tommy came over here in the truck. He's going to start working in Stuttgart in July. I like him a whole lot. Okay, I resisted saying Stuttgart. Yeah, I'll which bet is you did. right because I don't know how they maybe they say Stuttgart. Well, I don't know how they I pronounce it. I, um, I, I know people Stutt- will tell us. Gar- yeah, I think Stuttgart. I think is what Stuttgart. it looks like. Stuttgart. Anyway, yeah. I was actually putting a map on our Patreon account for last episode, yeah. where I was showing where Elizabeth lived in Step Rock, yeah. where Reba was in Providence, and then where their school was. It was a nice little line. Okay, and I and I used like the the. Top- topographical map yes. and I was putting it on there and while I was cropping it out I saw Stuttgart yes. on the map and I thought oh it must be close like everything else but it's not No, it's 77 miles away mm-hmm. so that's when I thought is this when Tommy because Tommy is not a teenager right. like Elizabeth so he's right. a grown ass man Yeah, and I'm thinking this is when he starts his grocery store life Yes. I was looking that up, makes sense. like, because uh, I know he worked for Piggly Wiggly. I know he worked for Kroger. Kroger. Neither one of those stores were started in Stuttgart, but I'm sure they had them. And I looked up Stuttgart to see what it was all about. And it was named for the original Stuttgart because it's a German uh, uh-huh. colony settled in the 1850s. Uh-huh. And it's right in the Mississippi Delta region. So yes. they're rice growers, just like we are here in Charleston. Uh-huh. Rice likes to grow in swampy, marshy lands. Yeah. And that's where it is. They also have all kinds of duck festivals. It's but duck so do hunting we. capital of the world. So it's, do we. It's yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah, we have yeah. that wildlife expo. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Right. It's the duck duck hunting capital of the world. Yeah. <gasps> of the world. I, if I'm, I'm going to look it up oh, right go, now. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That's amazing. I think it's well, the I mean, world. It is a lot of duck stuff. That's all I saw were duck heads <laughs> that's here, why it's, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I that's did, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Stuttgart duck hunting capital. <laughs> And world, hold on. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Is Stuttgart called the capital, uh, the duck capital of the world? The duck and rice capital of the world. And rice. That's what it says. Because we don't grow rice anymore around here. Not here. here. Yeah. Um, But I guess... I don't know if they grow rice there anymore. Maybe one of our listeners can tell us. Oh, I'm us. sure somebody has to be growing rice. The but only duck reason... capital of the world. Yeah, that's it. That's, so that's, that's the answer. The only reason the Charleston world. doesn't grow rice anymore is because we had a hurricane in 1911 and it pushed so much oh, salt water up our rivers really? that it destroyed. You can't grow on those rice fields oh now. My. They're salty. I had no idea. Sure, Because that, that used sense. to be fresh water up there, but they just, those, yeah. that one storm, 1911, killed it wow. all. Wow. Yeah, but Isn't I'm sure something? the Mississippi's still doing great. They don't get the hurricanes, hurricanes like we do. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So that's Tommy out of town, Will Henley. Jump back in while Tommy's gone. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> June 7th, 1933. Daddy came home from Pangburn. He may open up a store. Henley came to see me by himself. We listened to Aunt Etta's radio. Okay, so now he's going to open a store in Pangburn. Right. So why are they building a house in Step Rock? Yeah. Uh, Dad's Louis, all over the place. Louis's not doing It can't good. possibly make anybody feel safe and secure in right, his family right. that he's coming home every night with some some other, okay, I got this. Or okay, not I got coming that. home. Yeah, he's also not coming home. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Sometimes. Who the hell is in Pangburn anyway? So yeah. anyway, we'll come back to that. But Henley came without his wingman, Boyce. Right. So he that's came he came alone okay. to woo beautiful Miss Elizabeth. So it looks like maybe things are going nicely there. June 9th, 1933. Francis and I walked down to Reed, sat on a log. Henley and Boyce rode there and met us. We rode down to the corner, came right back and sat under the cedar tree. We may get to move to Pangburn real soon. Hopes are high. Well, I mean, here it is three days later or two days later, and they're still talking, so Dad's still hyping up Pangburn. And then I thought, who is in Pangburn that yeah. Louis is making a deal with. Yeah. So I tried to think about it, and all I could think about was that, okay, Louis is going to Grandpa's mm-hmm. to, to beg him for whatever, mm-hmm. money, you know, a house. Ella lives there. Ella and, loves her brother, Louis, like they all do, because they're all helping Louis right. out. And then I remembered back on the 4th of July episode, yeah. we met her stepdaughter, Aura. Oh. Aura Waller uh-huh. was married to a man named William, and they owned a general store. Well, I, I actually, at the time, I didn't know where they owned it. I just knew that Aura, mm-hmm. her husband, and her little son, Billy, mm-hmm. all worked in the general store because we compared them to Nellie Olson and her family yeah. <laughs> on Little House yeah, on the right. Prairie, yeah. right? So I thought maybe Ella has talked to Aura mm-hmm. and said, hey, 
do y'all need to open another store somewhere? Can Louie run it? You know, can we oh, all work on something right. together Could in this be. time? So then I go looking to see where Aura and her husband live, if they're yeah. in Providence. And right. they're actually in Harrison, which Where's is that? just down the road. Okay. I mean, it's just one of the city. Everything is four miles away yeah, from right. everything. <laughs> so they're right there. So then, you know, I'm Googling around and I'm looking to see... Did the Wallers have, like, did Mr. Waller have a brother who lived in Pangburn who had a store? I'm just trying to make connections, like we did with Joe Gentle and his family. And then I'm looking at Wallers, and a death certificate pops up on the side. And I'm like, ew, because, you know, I love love finding out how people died. I don't know. I'm starting to get a little obsessed with it. And I found that it was a death certificate for Aura's son, Billy. Okay. And I thought, oh, and then I thought, no, he died in 1952. All right. And I thought, oh, no, the kid didn't live very long. This is so sad. How did he die? And the cause of death was that he was killed instantly in a tornado on March 21st of 1952. Oh, dear. Now, you and I have talked about this tornado. Yes, in Judsonia. Yes. and He he died in it? Yes. What a weird little puzzle you put together. I know, but it gets weirder. Okay, Okay, so so get this. It's it's a great story. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this was a huge. That tornado was devastating. Oh, you're going to talk about it, right? Yeah, it was over a mile and a half long. Mm -hmm. And when it touched down, it stayed on the ground for 14 miles straight Mm. and going through all these cities, including Searcy. And you know Mm. what? We have always heard the story that your great grandfather, Louis, was in a car when a hurricane, excuse me, when a tornado came Mm -hmm. and it flipped his car Mm -hmm. and he survived. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if it could be this one that's interesting because in 1952 he's not living in uh, In, he's living in poplar bluff but he travels for his job and his he goes to see his family so what are the odds it was that tornado what a neat that's one of those stories louis and the tornado in the family and you may have just solved it maybe so but anyway it's fascinating because judsonia is right by step rock i don't think it went through step rock but it it d- well, it says it hits Cersei, yes, which is four miles away from Step Rock. Fourteen, fourteen. Yeah. Ah, okay, right. okay. And then went to, but Judsonia, it went through Judsonia. Is, yeah. It went through Prov. I mean, it went everywhere. Right. I mean, Providence it was fourteen miles. Yeah. So it's just crazy. So, so of course, I get obsessed with this tornado. I find a whole story about it, and there's a really cool website that has witness accounts. Uh-huh. So one of the witness accounts is this. Okay, so it's a, it's this man named Ernie and his wife Bernice are out in the storm, and mm-hmm. and it goes, "We got to get out of here!" Ernie shouted to Bernice. It was strange that they could even hear each other while they seemed to be buried in noise. Abraham pulled the door open. Roth grabbed the back of Ernie's coat in both hands. To their horror, they saw the Waller's store directly across the street crumble into a pile of broken bricks wow. and concrete. And that's how he died. That's how he died. But it gets worse. Whoever these Ernie and Bernice and who they were, they all ended up grabbing onto a fire hydrant. And I don't know how they survived, but they did. By grabbing onto a... During a tornado. So maybe it just skimmed right past... I don't know, but they lived to tell this tale about the Waller Waller. store. So I was like, this is so tragic. I went to go look at Billy's family. Okay. And all four of them... Were in the store when oh, it crumbled. Dear. His wife, he had an eight-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son, but only Billy and his eight-year-old daughter were killed. Oh, the man. wife and the two-year-old son survived. Oh, jeez. I have a picture of his daughter's precious little tombstone. Oh, man. And then, of course, I wanted to see what happened to the family, so I followed his son, who grows up fine. Mm-hmm. He ends up going to college. He's, I have a picture of him. Mm-hmm. He's so handsome. <laughs> he's got dark hair and light uh-huh. eyes. I mean, he's a hunk of hunk of. All right. But he goes to the uh, University of Central Arkansas, and he studied psychology. Okay. And I wonder if it was because of the trauma Trauma. of his life. No doubt. Because the trauma doesn't end because his dad and his little sister are killed in a tornado. In the family store. Nine months later, his mom will remarry. Okay. She married a man eight years younger than her. Okay. He was an English teacher turned minister. Okay. Was he the minister who was consoling her? For the loss of her husband? <laughs> I know. Isn't that awful that I think that? But, um... <laughs> that... I don't um, know. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know how you have time to date 
yeah. with a two-year-old, much less date, fall in love, well, understand that this person's the right person for you all in eight, nine months. If you think dateline, perhaps they were cheating on, I mean, perhaps <gasps> she was, yeah. Well, maybe. Perhaps the preacher was there Or, or already thought, well, that's a hot one. And like, oh, she's newly single. And maybe, yeah. <sighs> But I still say you can date for a couple of years. (laughs) Anyway, here's what makes me even angrier. They had a child together, and that's fine. But Billy's mom, Mm -hmm. Aura, it doesn't die until 1970. Okay. So she lives through her only son dying in a tornado, her beautiful little granddaughter, Mm -hmm. and then her Uh daughter-in-law gets married nine months later. I mean, I don't feel good about it. I imagine Aura probably didn't feel too hot about that either. I mean, that's a little fast. Well, I I don't know. It's a tragedy. It's a super tragedy. But the most interesting part of all these articles is that the tornado happened in three minutes. Really? It touched down, traveled 14 miles in three minutes and killed. Every website has a different number. Some say 44, some say 50 something. Oh, man. Yeah. So that pictures look wild. Oh, yeah. I'll have a picture. Okay, good. uh, Because it's the devastation, but the Judsonia sign is still standing. Oh, But everything around it is like all gone. That really got off the rails. Mm -hmm. But that's just what happens when you start investigating this diary. Yeah, you went down a rabbit hole there. I know. That girl on Instagram really hates me now. <laughs> so, hi girl. Hi girl. If you're still listening, I don't know. You don't seem to like just it. Just don't. Yeah, just yeah, don't. Or don't say anything mean. Seriously. <laughs> that lady. Whatever. June 10th, 1933. Mr. Caps took us all to the river in his truck. We all went swimming. I think I'll learn if I keep trying. Here's hoping I can. She couldn't swim, right? She never learned how to swim. Right. Yeah, which is so sad. Yeah. I always think, it's, is it hard to learn how to swim? I have the same question, I guess. I, I mean, feel you like just instinctually, yeah. you just kind of keep grasping right. for the surface yeah. and you'll make it. But I, I mean, I don't a... know how to do a really good breaststroke. Right. But I can keep can myself keep above afloat. water. Yeah. I can doggy paddle all day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, teach your kids how to swim. I did look up Mr. Caps because that's Henley's dad. Okay. I guess, you know, a normal life, a farmer. Mm-hmm. There's a little social column about him in 1914 where he left to go to New Mexico for a few days to visit family. So he had family in okay. New Mexico. I mean, that's kind of cool. Okay. He lives to be 90, uh-huh. which is nice. He's buried in Pangburn. Uh-huh. So maybe some of the Caps people People lived in Pangburn. Maybe that's who Louis Could is be. talking to. But while looking for him, I found his picture. And oh. not only did I find his picture, I found a picture of his father. Oh. So I've got Henley's dad yeah. and his grandfather. And we do have a picture of Henley. But remember? he's older. But he's older. He's 45. Yes. And we would love a picture of Henley Young. If but, anybody has a picture of Henley, oh please send it Oh my God, if you're on. a Caps <laughs> and you're in White County and you're listening to this. Yeah. I, I mean, Didn't we, Henley's grandson contact us? Who was that? No. He told some, us where the Caps Farm is some, today. Some, yes. It's on the same. Yes. His, it would be his, his cousin okay. contacted us. So and his, this looking. cousin who contacted us, who's really cute, <laughs> his dad and Henley were, were cousins and best friends. Right. So, and he said that he has pictures, but you know, everybody has to have a moment to go through all these boxes. Exactly. They're not like me. I, you were sitting in my little room. Uh-huh. There's a drawer right there with uh-huh. a box in it that is organized oh dear, from youngest to oldest of my mom Jeez, and dad. Really? Well, because I had nothing better to do during the <laughs> pandemic. Right? So I sat well, down and great. I just stacked them so yeah. I can find what I want. But nobody right. else during the pandemic did this. I wish they had, but I, they're all on it now. Yeah, so right. that's pretty cool. So anyway, on our Patreon, there will be pictures of Henley's dad and grandpa. Wow. But And maybe that older picture we have of Henley. We can put uh, that yeah. on the Patreon. I, mean, I don't still older. have it. You have to send it. I have it. June 11th, 1933. Went to Sunday school this morning. Henley and Tommy were both there, but I didn't talk to either of them. We came home. Tommy came over here a little later and stayed a while. We were getting ready to go to bed, and Henley and Boyce came. Surprise of my life. Okay, she's starting to cross the streams here a little bit. Right. Tommy's coming over. <laughs> Henley's right behind him. I mean, that could be a little... Uh... But she didn't talk to either one of them. She didn't talk to them at Sunday school. Right. But, but she, later, Tommy came yeah. over, and then Henley yeah. came over. What With if Tommy boy, had right, still been there? Right. Oh, mm-hmm. 
So I'm telling you. I wonder you. if Henley knows about Tommy and Tommy knows about Henley. You know, it's a small town. Yeah. Maybe that's why she didn't that's talk to true. them at Sunday school because she doesn't want them uh, talking to each uh, other. Yeah. But you know they do. I'm going out you, with Elizabeth on Saturday. Oh, right. yeah. Well, I'm going. June 12th, 1933. Francis and I played cards and made some of the grandest divinity candy. Then we lay in bed and read her diary from last summer. We were having a good time then. Okay, Francis had a diary. (laughs) I texted Jeff Shapiro. Her son. Her son, yes. And I said, oh my God, I just read a diary entry where Elizabeth and Francis are lying in their bed. Good Lord, if only we had that diary. And he said, yes, haven't seen a trace. Her diary. Diary. I bet it's somewhere, just like Elizabeth's diaries. Were. She, you, I mean, I don't know. You get you older, lost. and you just throw it you away, just, and yeah. it's like, well, who cares about that? I mean, we had a psychic do a reading for us of Elizabeth on mm-hmm. our Patreon, and one of the things she mentions was that is she excited about this? And Elizabeth's like, I didn't think anyone would care. Yeah, right. So Frances might have felt the same way, and True. She, she outlived all her sisters, and maybe she thought, well, I'm just going to get rid of it. Damn. I know. I know it's frustrating. She mentions we were having a good time then. Yeah, they were. In Bell. They weren't in Bell. Were they They not? had just moved to, to Step, Step Rock. Rock. Huh, oh, okay. that's interesting that she says that. Because they well, were most certainly not having a good time. They were working as field hands. From last summer. Well, I well, guess. Well, I guess yeah, the strawberry picking had, had ended. just made. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting. I don't huh? know. Yeah. <laughs> One. Yeah. Well, on, on to the next. July 13th, 1933. Just fooled around this morning. After supper, Tommy came over in the truck and said he had to go get John. He did and then got me. We went after Ruby, had to wait on her. Talked to Randall and Roy Browning. Went out to the church and talked. Tommy show preached. Oh, really? Okay, what in the world? I don't think she means in front of the congregation. Oh, to her. I think she meant to her. Maybe Uh, he was mansplaining, dating to her. Yes, yes. (laughs) So I think that's interesting. But we have a couple little people in here. We have Ruby, Mm -hmm. who is Tommy's sister. Okay. Older sister by about eight years. Oh, okay. She was born in 1905, and she married a man named L.W. Sutherland in 1930. Mm -hmm. He was a banker. He'll also end up becoming a reverend, and he dies in an accident in 1967. But Ruby dies in 2006, just nine days short of her 102nd birthday. Go Ruby now. Isn't that neat? Yeah. She survived by two daughters, one Uh who I think is still alive and one who died this year. Mm. Who lived in Orlando. Uh-huh. I go to Orlando all the time. I could have met her. So it makes me so mad. But Ruby was the eldest child uh-huh. of this bird family. The cute little things in her obituary. It says, she began cooking the family's breakfast biscuits at a young age, having to stand on a box to reach the kitchen table. Uh-huh. It said she loved school, even though she had to walk several miles to get there. Mm -hmm. We know that's true. And this is cute. As a dark-haired, lovely young woman, she went on a double date and met her future husband, the other girl's date. (laughs) (laughs) so lw uh his name was actually leonard and he was the bookkeeper at the bank of circe oh during the depression and years later ruby a skilled seamstress Mm -hmm. added to the family income by sewing for the public as she liked to say Mm -hmm. making everything from women's suits to full-length formal evening dresses Mm -hmm. isn't that neat when her daughters were in high school she worked at the bird's eye frozen food plant and after her husband died she continued working and gardening. So isn't that nice? That's so sweet. And apparently her grandchildren called her Meemaw. All right. She fell in 2004 and broke her hip. Mm. And that's always uh, the hardest thing. And she couldn't walk and they had to put her into a home. And then she died in 2006. But almost mm-hmm. 102. Wow. Little sweet Ruby. Yeah. And then we have Roy Browning. Mm-hmm. Leroy Judson Browning was born in February of 1914. Roy's dad had moved to Judsonia in 1900 when he was 19 years old and he became the foreman at a sawmill and he died too young. He dies before Roy is born. His wife is Mm -hmm. pregnant when he dies. Mm -hmm. 
It's so sad. His mom had actually had four children, but two of them had already died before he was born. So it's super sad. But his mom will remarry in 1920 to a man named Philip Walter, who was a pile driver. And together they'll have three children and two of them are twins, Margaret and Mary. Leroy's stepdad will die in 1941 from acute diabetes. Roy will marry in 1939 to a woman named Lorraine Rains. <laughs> and he worked as a fireman in the 1940 census. But in 1950, he's working for the railroad. And he and Lorraine have two children. And then Lorraine dies young at the age of 61. And he'll die 20 years later at the age of 81. I went on newspapers.com trying to find something about him. And I, I couldn't. Yeah. I was hoping for an obituary. But I'm telling you right now, there was a Roy Browning in Camden, Arkansas, who yeah. caused nothing but trouble his whole life. Oh, you there think that was so him? Many, no. Oh, gotcha. There was this <laughs> yeah, other Roy Browning Roy who, who smudged the family name, was constant <laughs> for like getting arrested for public drunkenness and destruction right, of property. Roy. Yeah. He ruled the Arkansas newspaper back then. <laughs> so that wasn't, that wasn't our guy. Not our Roy. <laughs> but two little cute people to meet in that little entry. June 14, 1933. Henley came over after supper. It was real chilly. We sat under the cedar tree for a while and then came back in the house. He looked so cute. He had on his tan suit. June 15, 1933. Gathered onions and potatoes at the garden this morning. Played the Victrola. After supper, Leon Francis and I sat under the cedar tree until Boyce came. I tried to pull Dean's tooth and couldn't. Tommy went to Circe with Jane last night. Well, first of all, I loved Henley comes over and it was real chilly, like meaning their interaction. Chilly. Yeah, because it's June, so it ain't really chilly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't think they were getting along it too well. It was real chilly. Yeah, isn't that cute? Interesting observation. And then I wish Tommy had gone to Cersei with someone named like Clarabelle so I could have so found could it. Find her. I couldn't find a Jane to save my life. Well, of course. I know, but I wish, actually, I found two uh-huh. and I couldn't narrow it down, so I wasn't going to read about Jane. But yeah, Tommy's going out with someone else. Yeah. It's Real chilly with Henley. Mm. I don't know. June 16th, 1933. Francis and I picked some beans in the garden this morning, came home and snipped them. Boyce and Henley came over and told us they'd take us to a dance at Little Red if Ruth didn't take the horse. She didn't, and after supper, they came and got us, rode all the way over and back on the horses. Had a pretty good time, I guess. That's her second horse ride with Henley. I was going to say Henley and the and horse rode all the way over and back. That's to nice. Rip, That's yeah. snuggly. That's like you know riding on a motorcycle and holding on yeah, to somebody. That's kind of cool. But she had a pretty good time, I guess. Right. So oh. yeah, right. June eighteenth, nineteen thirty-three. Went to Judsonia to see a ball game. Saw everyone from Pangburn. Herschel was real friendly. Came home and went to youth group. Came home with Tommy in the truck. Don't know what Henley will say. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, Herschel? Herschel. That's a blast from the past. Little Herschel land. And then she went to youth group. You mm-hmm. know Tommy and Henley are both at that youth group. Because mm-hmm. last week at youth group, she got a ride home with Henley. Yeah. This time she's leaving with Tommy. Well. Now I'm, I'm mad at her. <laughs> don't don't mess with these boys like that. You pick right. one. I mean, I know that they're just casually well, dating. They might be messing with her. I know, but I think that's sad because Henley will be like, "What? I just took you to a dance." Yeah. yeah. And, I, and Tommy Bird is so handsome. We don't know how handsome Henley was. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, looks looks don't really matter. I mean, you're, you're supposed to be sweet and kind. But <laughs> I thought that was mean. June nineteenth, nineteen thirty three. We three Hartzell women picked blackberries, the five we could find. Henley came over to the store in the truck after supper. He spoke like he wasn't mad. I know he won't be back anymore. I hated to treat him dirty. Don't know what to do. All right, so just when I'm mad at her, she made it up to me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. She feels bad. Right. She knows she messed up. Yeah. But I feel sorry for little Henley saying, hey, man, what's up? Why'd you go with Tommy last night? I mean, that, no wonder she doesn't know what to do. But on this day, we see some help coming for the farmers. Mm-hmm. And I know this will have a direct impact on her farm because we know they grow cotton. The U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, Henry Wallace, announced a farm subsidy program to pay farmers to plow under as much as 10 million acres of cotton and not to grow it in order to reduce production and boost the price. So this is one of the first farm subsidy mm-hmm. things that FDR stop, is doing. Stop farming. If you stop growing, we won't have as much and it'll have to cost more. Right. That's what the farmers were trying to do on that farmer strike a year ago on uh-huh. August 1st when they were like, hey, y'all, quit sending all your stuff to market so we can get some decent prices for this stuff. And now FDR is agreeing with them. And I wanted to learn more about farm subsidies because yeah. you hear, you hear, still hear about this every day. That right, Farm Subsidy Act is a different version, but it's still every five years. Uh-huh. Congress votes on some version of it yeah. and it goes through. Still. And I never hear about people fighting on the left or right side going blah, blah, yeah, blah. True. So I don't know. But it's a real rabbit hole because there are a lot of people who think farm subsidies are bad because they force you to spend more time with cattle, which is exactly what happened to the frouds mm. and the birds because now they're cattle people and growing cattle is supposed to be worse for the environment mm-hmm. because of all the gas mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i don't know why yeah but it's not well, supposed there's... to be great and it creates a dependency on the cattle for money and in poorer countries that's really bad mm-hmm. as well i don't really understand it maybe somebody i can interview you for a bonus episode who can explain this to me mm-hmm. but it's a real like no this is good for farmers it gives them money and no this is bad for farmers they could make more money if they were more in control of what they were growing if these subsidies weren't uh-huh. putting a cap on what they were allowed right. to do interesting so i don't understand it but that's what's going on on this day hmm. in june of 1933 june 20th 1933 this afternoon i rested and wrote to bill tommy was over here but i didn't get to speak with him he came over after supper in the truck he asked me if i wanted to quit I told him I didn't want to go with him if I knew he didn't care anything about me. I don't know how it will come out. Uh, <laughs> so she's got Henley saying, you treated me dirty. Tommy's mm-hmm. coming over like, do you want to break up? And But I love how she's like, well, I don't want to go with you if you don't care about me. Yeah, well, right. he wants to know if you care about him, right. girl. That's, right. I think. But in the meanwhile, let's write a letter to Bill and let's keep. She <laughs> likes the game. We'll call him Backburner Bill because that's <laughs> what he's doing. I love it. But I love that. June 21st, 1933. Went to Aunt Ella's this morning, talked to all of them, and got dinner. My ride came, and I had to rush back to Step Rock. This is Wednesday night, but Henley didn't come. We heard horses, but they didn't come here. I guess he's mad. Daddy came home. June 22nd, 1933. Herman came and got all four of us girls to Aunt Delia's. Several of them and us went to the mill hole for swimming. I sat on the bank. Ethel set my hair when we got back. We all went to the dance at Perry's. Wasn't too much of a dance. Henley wasn't there. I guess he won't ever come back. (laughs) Oh, no. So I guess Henley used to come over on Wednesdays. I never picked that up because I don't know what day of the week it is. So I think that's sad that she heard the horses. She must have gotten so excited. Uh And Henley and Boyce just kept on riding. Mm. But we pause now for more bad news about Hitler. (laughs) Was there any good news about Hitler? Yes, the day he died. That's the only good news. But on June 24th of 1933, the official Nazi newspaper, I cannot pronounce it, uh, Volkskai, I don't know, I'm not even going to try, had as its front page headline, Foreign Aircraft Over Berlin. It was a false story. 
Hmm. that unidentified bombers had dropped leaflets over the German capital and then turned back, quote, toward the east, unquote, with the suggestion that the Soviet Union had penetrated German airspace because of a lack of sufficient German air defense. And that effect was to justify building a powerful German Luftwaffe. They they just lied. Okay. It didn't even happen. Yeah. Scare, Scare people and you can make anything happen. And then... But it was a lie. Yeah, well. And it's interesting to me. Mm. It's like, where were the, there was no social media. So where were the people in Berlin going, what leaflets? I didn't see any leaflets. Well, it's a were, huge city. Yeah. So it'd be easy to be like, oh, that must have fell, fallen in the exactly. north. Exactly. But oh, so he yeah, tricked. Yeah, that's a big lie. An entire country. And it worked. I'm sure that helped grow the Luftwasser. Yeah. You know it. Mm. it. They were able to go to whatever they have, Congress, Parliament, I don't know what, mm-hmm. I don't know, just Nazis, and say, give me money. And they're like, okay, here's your money. God. Over a lie. Yikes. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Lie. Huh. A lie? A lie that you can raise money off of. Wait a minute. Come on. I've never heard of it. Never. <laughs> <laughs> June 27th, 1933. This afternoon, Francis and I rested in the tent talked under the cedar tree, and played the Victrola. Tommy and Leon went over to Aunt Delia's in the truck tonight, came by the store, and went on home. I guess Tommy has quit. Okay, here's the June wrap-up. I love her little wrap-ups that she does in the back of the diary, and this was a good one. June 1933. I guess Henley is through. I can't much blame him. I did treat him dirty. I'd like for him to come back, though. Even if I do like Tommy. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just wild. It's crazy. She just bounces thought, around like a ping pong ball. But I thought she, Tommy had quit. I know. You'll that's notice the previous I, night. Yes, you will notice, Tommy. dear listener. I have not done a wrap-up of Tommy or Henley yet. So, okay, so, so hmm. maybe we're done. We're leaving you hanging. Maybe we're not done. Right. Yes, but here we go into July. Nothing much happens at the beginning of the July. They don't do mm-hmm. anything for the 4th. So uh-huh. that's uh-huh. why I'm skipping a major holiday. Right. So here we go. June 5th, 1933. Mother, Francis, Leon, and I pulled, tied, and hung all our onions this morning. Talked to Ruby between jobs. After dinner, Francis and I went to the little well for water and bathed. After supper, Francis and I sang on some rocks down by the road. I wanted Henley to come so bad. It made me want him more last night. So I wonder, mm-hmm. you know, we have a farm. I've mentioned it before. Yeah. And we have wells that are dry, but I know exactly okay. where they are. Yeah. Because you have to be careful with old wells. Uh-huh. So you either fill them in or you cover them with something. Right, of course. That little well is still around. I bet and it is. And now that we know where the store in the yeah. house is, I bet when yeah. we go there with our little metal detectors. We'll find a well. We're going to find the little well that, where they bathe. Mm. Yeah, there's that little creek beside where we think their tent was. Yeah, we have so. a map for you guys that's coming. Mm-hmm. That will be on the Patreon. Well, I'm sure we're going to share it with regular, um, not real, I mean, awesome <laughs> listeners. Everybody, with yeah. everybody. Because it's an awesome map, and it really kind of clears things up, and it's, yeah. just, it's so exciting. But I want to find that little well. But we have breaking news. Oh. Okay, so this is an on this day. Remember how we should have a logo. On this, on this day. day. We'll have yeah, to think right. of something. Remember how the Nazis, <laughs> my obsession, <laughs> were putting together those health tribunals to decide who should be sterilized so they couldn't have children right well one of the criteria was if you were mentally ill Uh that's a um, big umbrella right you know Uh, so on july 14th of 1933 they extended the definition of mentally ill to include Mm -hmm. homeless people oh man sex workers Mm -hmm. petty criminals Mm -hmm. and juvenile delinquents. Mm. So if you're 15 and you steal some gum, or if you beat up another kid who called you a name, you could be sterilized. Are you kidding me? And it looks like between 1939 and 1945, at least 5,000 mentally or physically disabled Germans, and that's in quotes because that means they're like real German people, were committed to special pediatric wards where they were euthanized by a use of lethal overdose of medicine. 
mm. mentally or physically disabled children. So if you had a child who was born blind, mm-hmm. even if you were real live German, mm-hmm. that kid might get put to death. Killed. And the rest of the people, the ones that were considered non-Aryan, they just went to camps. <laughs> I mean, at least they got to live, I guess. Well, not for long. Yeah. Especially the little kids. If you can't work, if you're not useful, if you're not a medical experiment for them, I mean, they're like, you go to that shower that has water and you go to that shower Mm. that has gas. Mm. I mean, it's Sophie's choice, for God's sakes. Right. Oh, my God. She. Oh, no spoiler. I'm never, I'm never going to spoil Sophie's Choice. If yeah. you haven't seen Sophie's Choice, movie. good Lord, Was good stop for listening to this. And, but it, it really stands the test of time. Oh, no doubt. Because they weren't trying to do any fancy film work. Right. They're, they're telling a long story. but beautiful story. Get the popcorn and the tissues yeah. Yeah, yeah. and find out what Sophie's Choice was. Oh, my. Because even once you find out, oh, my Lord. But yeah, Nazis. So. <laughs> July 15th, 1933. Francis and I washed out some of our dresses this morning, ironed some too. After dinner, we made some ladyfingers, talked to some kids going to a Providence ball game. Daddy went to Aunt Ella's house today. We are going to build a house. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, so they're building a house. I don't understand it. I know she missed going to that ball game because she that's Providence. That's where Ella is. So yes. it's too bad that Daddy couldn't take her with him. What's Dad doing? Well... I just want to know. But what was cute about this was they made ladyfingers. Yeah. That's the first and last time I'll ever hear her oh, making really? ladyfingers. Okay. And I know about ladyfingers only because it's a basic sponge cookie. And I watched okay. the great, great British baking show. Yeah. And a sponge cookie is the base for so many things these bakers uh, gotcha. make. But they actually have been around since the 15th century in oh. France. And they are often soaked in a sugary syrup or espresso. Mm. So, and they look real easy to make. Yeah. The only complicated part is getting the shape. So you have to pipe them out sure, with like a pipe right. bag but i think we should do that for yeah, our next live because that it. seems pretty easy to make yeah. and they bake their cookies so they bake up in like 10 15 All right, minutes lady fingers yeah we may if Never y'all missed our this. live last week we made biscuits we did I forgot to bring mine home. I know you did. I hope you gave them to your mom and dad. I did. I was hoping so. Okay, good. Because uh, I didn't want to take them from them. Uh, did yeah. they enjoy them? They loved them. Weren't Those they biscuits good? were like super good. They were. Yeah. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, I'm going to start making biscuits because, I mean, yeah. that's a great dinner. And that gravy yeah. you made. I know. Because to me, what you made was not gravy. You made like a meat sauce yeah. thing. Because it had meat. Most gravy is just the meat drippings. Yeah. But you had left the meat in. I sure did. It was delicious. Yeah. That'd be such an easy dinner to make. Yeah. And then you've made something from scratch. But it wasn't right. fancy. Right. Biscuits, it was just. Yeah. They're that, easy. I mean, that was just so good. So, yeah. you know, go to find our Facebook because I still have to put the picture of those biscuits and the recipe up. But it was a simple recipe. Anyone Very. could do it. Yeah. So anyway, lady fingers and biscuits. All right. It's dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> July 16th, 1933. Went to Sunday school this morning. Henley was there. They wanted us to go to the river this afternoon, but we didn't want to. I read all afternoon. I finished The Return of Tarzan and started on Son of Tarzan. Just about dark, Tommy and Jesse passed with some girls. Oh, that Tommy makes me so mad. I'll tell him. Girl, what are you going to tell him? He broke up with you. <laughs> right. Why is he making you so mad? Uh, maybe he, she thinks he's flaunting it. It's called uh, Step perhaps. Rock Road. Yeah, right. And that's <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> there are. He's got to go. He can't her. take the back roads. Yeah. So bless her heart. <laughs> but I wonder what girls they were with, Tommy and Jesse. But I was also fascinated with these Tarzan yeah. books. What I'm neglecting to do, and I feel sometimes bad about it, but it would just be a whole nother podcast, yeah. is to talk about the books. Right. Your, your She's constantly reads. reading. She right? is never without a book from right. day one of this diary uh-huh. until the last day I read it. Yeah. This woman's reading. Yeah. And I love that about her. And she passed that love of books on to her daughters and her, uh, and her son, yeah. who's an author himself. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I just love her books. But obviously she read Tarzan, Tarzan. Yes. And Tarzan, the Tarzan book series yeah. is 24 books. Wow. I know. Yeah. Who was that? Edgar Rice Burroughs? Is I that know. I didn't even write down the author. Isn't I'm that awful? I'm not sure who wrote that. But this Tarzan, when I looked it up, like, oh, what is the Tarzan, you know, book about? Because all I know mm-hmm. is the Disney movie mm-hmm. and, you know, me, Tarzan, you, Jane, right. you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But the Tarzan book is kind of fascinating yeah. because Tarzan is stranded and this gorilla kills his dad 
and then his mom dies, and another gorilla comes and takes him and raises him. But Tarzan teaches himself to read because All when right. he finds the house where his family had lived, he finds the primer books that they had brought with them, knowing okay. they'd have to educate their son. Yeah. But he learned to read, but he didn't know what it sounded like. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the book, when this Jane person shows up, uh-huh. he, it, this is not the language he can associate. Weird. But in the course of this book, he learns how to speak English, mm-hmm. and then they take him to France, where he learns how to speak French, and then he ends up in the United States huh. in the first book. Tarzan? Yes! Huh. Isn't that crazy? In Son of Tarzan, he's in England, and he and Jane are having a baby, and then they end up returning back to Africa. Which is where, you know, the Tarzan book starts, you know, when his parents are shipwrecked. And so I just wanted to know how it ended. Uh-huh. And it ends. These books just go off. They This Instagram girl thinks I go off the rails. This book really goes <laughs> off the rails because by the last book. Oh, what's the name of it? Did I write it down? Oh, shoot. It's called like Tarzan and the Twins. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's these twin boys who go to his plantation. That's what they were calling it uh-huh. in Africa for adventure for a summer. And they end up like meeting up with cannibals and they wow, end up Tarzan like was... fighting off a lion or something. And uh-huh. but it was just it's, but now the book isn't even about Tarzan. It's like it's not about fun. <laughs> anymore it's about chachi yeah 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 yeah. right (laughs) so it's just continuing this but tarzan owns a plantation that's odd that's so weird tarzan lived in the u.s that's weird isn't that weird i thought it was just and then france i mean yeah so someone needs to remake these movies no kidding wouldn't that be fun that would be fun because it's a good good story if you do it right yeah and not like a don't make it a musical even (laughs) though the phil collins wrote the music for tarzan the disney movie yeah and that's some there are two songs from that tarzan playlist on Mm -hmm. my spotify playlist right now okay that's it was a good rock and roll phil collins it's really good stuff July 17th, 1933. Got ready to go to Aunt Ella's this morning, but couldn't catch a ride. After dinner, I rested and finished Son of Tarzan. After supper, Francis, Mother, Helen, and I walked over to the lot where we are going to have our house built. It's so pretty. When we got back, Tommy was here. He came out under the cedar tree where we were. I treated him cool. He said he wasn't with any girl last night. What a line. <laughs> and she spelled what a how? W-O-T-T-A. W-O-T-T-A. What a line. What a line. Like, I don't know where she got that from. I guess like yeah. a radio show. In like, ah, bulk- what a line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so yeah. cute. But, okay, it's official. They're uh, building a house. Right. They go down to a lot. And, well, gosh, we're at least going to get Elizabeth out of a tent and into some kind of structure. But it's going to take a while because they're going to build it from scratch. So from the ground up, Leon and Louie are going to build this house. So if you're listening to the bonus episode on the Patreon, we talk about where this house is. That's this coming up bonus episode. Mm. So we know where it is. We've got pictures of Mm. it. Sadly, the house is gone, but the location is there. And so that way we can map it out. We know now from the store and possibly the tent where she walked down the street and where she stopped to watch them build the house and to see this lot. So that's really cool. I do have an on this day... Because this makes me very angry. (laughs) (laughs) On this day, on July 20th, Cardinal Eugenio Pacelli, the Vatican Secretary of State, and the future Pope Pius VII and German Vice Counselor Franz Papen signed an agreement in Vatican City Mm. where the Vatican agreed to discourage its priests and associations from political activity Mm. in return for germany agreeing not to interfere with church schools or the vatican's imposition of the code of canon law so this is a lot of words so what this basically what okay let's just break let's just say what's really happening yeah the pope isn't going to say nazis are bad because they're being mean to jewish people in return for the germans to let the pope have his infallibility Mm -hmm. because there's a rule that didn't start with the first pope Mm -hmm. but eventually became a popey thing Mm -hmm. where what i say is what god says right so if the pope comes out if you're like a really deep catholic and the pope says you're wrong if the pope comes to you and says chewing gum is bad right then you don't chew gum because god said Mm -hmm. you know what the pope says is infallible Mm -hmm. which is crazy right because these are just men right i switched to being a catholic evolved <laughs> let's say that 
devolved or devolved depending <laughs> yes yes i was a little presbyterian girl okay, i was married right. to one of my husbands was a catholic i decided i'd become a catholic mm-hmm. unfortunately i became a catholic in 1999 which is right when the bishop scandal broke right. so i'm in the midst of going through my but i want to be a catholic mm-hmm. how do i become a catholic and this horrible right. stuff is happening and are not I will say not my priest, because he didn't really talk Mm. about it at all, which is just as bad. But the people around me were like, no, 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 that's some priests. It's not our priest. Right. That's some part of the church. It's not our church. So we'll, don't worry about it. Yeah. And I didn't for years. Mm. And then finally, I gosh, I guess I was in the church for seven years Mm -hmm. and some other story broke and I was like, that's it. Had it. I've had it. Right. And I left the Catholic church and I will not darken yeah. the door of a catholic church i mean i yeah. i loved being a religious person mm-hmm. all my life i loved god and and i was taught to love jesus and i love i used to read the bible i've got mm-hmm. we're in my room right now i've got two bibles on a shelf mm-hmm. and i have this bu- book about jesus mm-hmm. i mean it meant a lot to me right and for me to think as a catholic that mm-hmm. i was at that time that a pope Mm-hmm. signed an agreement saying, okay, we won't say anything bad about you. Mm. That breaks my heart. Yeah. That makes me really mad. So that happened. Yeah. <laughs> On July 20th of 1933. The man was going to be the Pope. He wasn't the Pope yet. Oh, he wasn't? No, but he was going to be, and he still knows what he did. And he said, what I say is infallible. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh-uh. Yeah. Sorry, I apologize to the Catholics out there. I know there's some very, very good Catholic people, but I just, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. July 21st, 1933. Francis and I went to the graveyard cleaning this morning in Uncle Clyde's truck. Everyone, including Henley, was there. A lot of good it did me, though. Helped cleaned off some graves, sat in a car with some kids, came home and lay around all afternoon. We went to a dance at Everett Hilburn's tonight. Had a grand time. So have you ever gone to a grave cleaning? I have, yeah. Wait, seriously? Yeah, I oh. saw one on downtown Charleston. I did a video story on it. Hey, yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. for the KKBE. Oh, it's really neat. Oh, for the Jewish community. Correct. <clears throat> oh, that's really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah, we didn't that's have a it. specific day, but usually in the springtime, mm-hmm. mom and dad and I would go up to Six Mile, which mm-hmm. is right from here, mm-hmm. and my mom and dad are buried there too, and it's not a perpetual care cemetery. The family has to take mm-hmm. care of it. Mm-hmm. So we'd go and we'd pull all the weeds and we'd clean off everything yeah. and plant new flowers right. or put a little statue. And right. it was always kind of fun yeah. to go up there and do that. And now that I think the only person who does it is me and my Uncle John. Huh. Okay. And I don't see my Uncle John too often, but he had two kids who died young. Okay. So he does a real so good does, job of going yeah. up there and taking care of the family's okay. tombs. And But I think the grave cleaning thing is pretty cool. It is cool. I, I see a lot of untended graves there. So I think it's neat. But then we met. Everett Hilburn. Yeah. And I feel like she's mentioned his name before, but it wasn't in my big book of names. So I looked Mm. him up. He was born in White County in 1900. And as early as the 1910 census, Mm. he's listed as a day worker on a farm. Whoa. So he's nine. Nine years old. Yeah. And he's already working. So bless his heart. In the 1920 census, he's the guest of the White County jail system. Oh, dear. He's in prison. (laughs) I don't know what he did, and I don't know how long he was in. But in 1930, he's out. He's free as a bird. He's married. He has two very young children, and he's listed as being a farmer. So go back to what you know, uh, life of crime over. In the 1940 census, he has two more children, and he's listed as just a day worker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, is it still on a farm? So I looked onto the census, mm-hmm. I clicked on it. And when it says, it says he's a day worker, and then it says like what occupation or what industry. Right. And underneath it, you see things like farm yeah. or you know general store. His said anything. <laughs> so I guess, he's, I guess he's a handyman. Any, right? Okay. He'll, he'll work anywhere. That's he'll take any job. But at least he's employed. Got and it. in 1950, he's in Bald Knob, and he's back to being a farmer, mm-hmm. and he dies in 1952. I don't know how or why, but his wife ends up moving to Florida, and she lives to be the age of 100. So we've got some old-timers, people who've yeah. lived to be a ripe old age in this this podcast. Farmers are hardy people. Well, it's true, but they also live around a lot of chemicals. So I worry about yeah, that too. And true. when, you know, and when you talk about how everybody like electri- electrified the farms, yeah. there are a lot of big like electrical like, yeah, like yeah. units like yeah, near the I'm farms sure, and sure. it always made me worry huh. 
about my aunt, but uh, she uh-huh. lived to be 97. So, oh, okay. yeah, hardworking. When my aunt Elizabeth was 80, she shot uh-huh. the head off a rattlesnake with a shotgun oh, right in front of me. Oh, my. I'd never been so scared in my life. And she's like, I'll be right back. Oh. And she came out with a gun, shot the head off that thing oh. at 80. Well, I was a hardy woman. July 25th, 1933. Went to school today. There's a new bus driver. We go a different route. Everyone is so mean. Our teacher doesn't know much, I'm afraid. He doesn't know enough about algebra to suit me. We had to make talks in American problems class, but she didn't call on me. She read mine for me. Okay, this is a weird entry. Where did the bus come from all of a sudden? Yeah. And where is it picking her up? Is she at Aunt Ella's? Or is this a bus from Step Rock who's taken them all the way? It's not that far. It's four miles, right? right? So they have a bus? Yeah. And now suddenly everyone is mean? Doesn't she know everyone? Well... I think that's a weird entry, but I love it. I think it's so funny that the teacher doesn't know enough about algebra, but there are two pronouns here. There's a he doesn't know about algebra Mm -hmm. and a she didn't call on me for American problems. So this isn't what some one room schoolhouse. I guess this is the high school now. Could be. Because she's 16. So she's in high school. She can't be in the eighth grade still. No, she's 16. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Never heard of a bus before. Yeah. I don't know. Me either. I, well, it's clearly, it's bet, I guess it's not as good as Harry the mail carrier. Right. We need him back. July 26, 1933. Went to school all day. It was raining all day, too. The bus is leaky and rides terribly. And after I got home, I read a little. Didn't eat much supper. And I'm going straight to bed now. It's only 7.30. It's so chilly, we had to have a fire don't feel very well at all hmm. june 30th 1933 went to sunday school today and sat by friend henley in class this afternoon a lot of girls met at the school and practiced softball we thought we'd get a ride to the game but we didn't so we walked but got picked up tommy managed the game he'd been drinking and acting nutty talked to me for a while We walked part of the way home, and Uncle Clyde picked us up. Tommy wanted to take me home. July 31st, 1933. Went to school this morning with Woodrow and Archie. Told them I was going to quit. I'm going to because it's a waste of time. I won't learn anything under that dumb teacher, and it's useless to ride on that bus. I don't have any shoes or clothes either. It's just everything. I may regret it. I played ball with Helen late this afternoon, and Tommy came over here. He just came to the store for a few minutes. He was all smiles. So it is time for me to write Mm -hmm. a terrible wrong that has been happening ever (laughs) since Elizabeth went back to school. I said she was riding with Woodrow Malloy and what I thought was his best friend, Archie Evans. Mm -hmm. And then... And and I even found an appropriately aged Archie who lived Mm -hmm. in the area. I mean, I did a whole segment on him. We all know about Archie Evans. He ends up becoming a master sergeant and then was abducted by aliens because I learned Mm -hmm. nothing else. Um, And then, Mark, you were looking to make a video and you like to sample out little words Mm -hmm. in her handwriting. And you realized that that's not Archie. Right. It's Arky, A-R-K-I-E. And it's Woodrow's little sister. Sister. So, duh. Yeah. That's who's going to school it's with him. Key. So everybody. Well, that's an under. Well, clearly, yes. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, yes. But I but mean, it's Arky. It's it's Arky. Yeah. So let's meet little Arky. Oh. She was born Odie Arky Malloy in October of 1916. She lived in Hartsell, Arkansas, on Step Rock Road with her parents, her brother Woodrow, yeah. and her grandmother. In 1940, she's working at a nurse in the hospital in Searcy, and when she's 24 years old, she'll marry 34-year-old Lawrence McGraw in 1942. He's a soldier in the military during the war. He's actually from Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is about huh. a, two hours away from where we are right now. Oh. They had 
one son, a little boy named John, and John is actually born in 1949 while he and his parents are living in Germany because Mr. McGraw did not leave the military right after World War II, so he ended up being stationed with his family in Germany. So little Archie got out of White County and got to to see Europe. Love it. Hey, that's so super cool. Yes. Unfortunately, little Archie dies at the age of 54 in 1972, and her husband will live on until 1985, and they are both buried in Greenville, South Carolina. Aww. So oh, look at little Archie. A neighbor to us. You know, it's funny. Archie. If you believe in like ghosts and spirits, and if you believe mm-hmm. that all these ghosts and spirits are around me and you while we're making these podcasts, and the whole time she's been like, it's Archie. It's Archie. It's <laughs> Archie, damn it. <laughs> so poor little Archie, we got you. Yeah, yeah we're settled. And there's another little July wrap-up of mm-hmm. 1933. Went to school one week and was sick the whole time. I've decided to quit, and I did. I hope I did the right thing and won't regret it. They said I was going to be married. Um, what does that I'm, mean? I don't know. And I left it in because yeah. I looked at that word a million times, yeah. and the only word I can figure out is married. They said I was, I was going, going to, to be, be marred, maybe. I don't know wow, what. what a weird little but thing. But the one thing, because I got so involved in Arky from the last episode yeah. uh, entry, she said, I don't have any clothes right. or shoes either. Mm-hmm. She yeah. probably only has those work shoes, and she yeah. doesn't want to wear them with her dress. Right. She doesn't have any new clothes. I wonder, you know, she remember like a couple episodes ago, she and Reva ordered a dress from Sears because yeah. people talked about it because dresses yeah. were like 35 cents or a dollar nine or something. I wonder if she ever got that dress. Yeah. Good question. Mm-hmm. She doesn't write about it. No. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when she, almost every time she orders something from a catalog, it comes and it doesn't fit, so she sends it back. Oh, really? Okay. But I don't, I don't know if I read that and then just yeah. didn't think about it. But yeah, so this is where we're wrapping up today. A lot happened in June and July. Yeah. Does she have a boyfriend? I don't know. (laughs) What I know she doesn't have is a pair of shoes. Right. And the will, maybe it's just the will to go to school. Yeah. Riding in that creaky, leaky bus. Yeah. What happened? Oh, maybe Woodrow's a year older. Maybe he's moved. Maybe he's working and he can't drive her. Didn't his car burn? Oh, there was that episode back where his car burned. Yeah. Oh, no. He doesn't have a car, right? Oh, no. Maybe that's why she's riding the bus. Oh, gosh. Well, I hope little Arky's on the bus. She ends up being a nurse, which is so cool. Yeah. But, yeah, that's where we're wrapping up today. When we come back, it's August, and um, there'll be cotton growing in the fields, and they'll be building a house. So that's good news yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Y'all, thanks for making it all the way to the end of this episode. I can't believe we're on episode, this is 14. What is it? Oh, isn't that cool? That's 14 weeks we've been doing this. Yeah. Wow. I know. That and bonus episodes. I think I yeah. originally had said we were going to do a bonus episode every other week. Yeah. And then I got excited yeah. and done one every week. And now right. I guess everyone expects it. So I better keep it up. Yeah. But yeah, this is just too much fun. I mean, this is a whole world yeah. of investigating and discovering and that tornado. That's wild. I mean, that's just so cool. Yeah. So make sure you join us next week. Lots of things will be happening. And we're just so thrilled that you're here. Yeah. And don't forget, we're on the Patreon, we're on the Facebook, we're on the Instagram, everything. My Grandma's Diaries. My Look Grandma's it up, Diaries. Find it. And if you see that news story on your local news, yeah. tell all your friends, it's My Grandma's Diaries. Yeah. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.